Civics Unplugged Mission Control. Roger, zero G, and I have a small stop for them. One, three, dial in. Welcome to Mission Control 2030. Hi, everybody. It's Elena. Welcome back to Mission Control 2030. As you may have noticed, some things are already kind of different about today's episode, but that's because we're trying something new here at Mission Control. So this is going to be the first in a series of episodes called Dispatches, where we are going to have more laid-back conversation with members of the CU team and community about what's going on in the world of Civics 2030. We still have a few older episodes that are going to come out, but moving forward, we are going to be doing a lot more of these dispatches because we want there to be less structure and more honest conversation in these episodes. We want to make these timely episodes so you can be more up to date on the community. And we're really excited to try this new series and we hope you enjoy it. So without any further ado, hello everybody. We have some awesome guests today. How are you doing? Why don't we go around and introduce ourselves so everyone knows who's on the podcast today. Nick, why don't you go first? Hey, I'm Nick. Uh, I am a co-founder of Civics Unplugged and the Chief Program Officer. I had the pleasure of speaking with Elena and Darielle on the podcast uh, earlier in the year, and glad to be back. No mention of me. Oh, Gary was on that. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was just oh, me man. on that person. Well, he's not a, he's not a, he wasn't a memorable part yeah, of the episode, don't worry. <laughs> uh, what's up? It's Josh. Uh, glad that we're testing out this new, um, new way of doing things. I think it should be cool. Um, and yeah, I'm just the person who's part of this that does what other people tell me to do and mostly the fellows. So, uh, excited, <laughs> excited to talk about this. Hey, and I'm Gary. Um, also one of the co-founders excited to try this out. Awesome. So I think we've got to start something Josh already kind of mentioned, but fellowship, the 2021 fellowship, new fellows, new year, uh, new me, new CU, what are we doing this year? Like, how is this happening? What's changing this year with the fellowship? You tell, you tell us, um, I mean, but that, that's, I'll, I'll only say the, the only thing really that I know, um, cause so much of what happens here is, is, you know, happening at all other hours and, and, and through distributed leadership, which is really cool. So I'm going to learn a lot too, by, by hearing what, what is new, but yeah, what, one of the most notable things is without any specific targeting, uh, or any specific outreach, we, we have 47 uh, international countries uh, that apply to um, year two of the fellowship. And, and I think we all know that democracy needs needs help from all areas of, of earth. Uh, so that's really cool to, to have that as a, as a component. And, you know, we had representation from all 50 states and, and territories. So pretty dope. But in terms of what's what, what is happening new, y'all, with the, the fellowship and in year two? Well, just to add on to the the, the class, um, it's more than doubled this time around, uh, start, starting out with over 500 fellows, um, which is pretty incredible. Um, the, um, the breakdown of where they're from, Josh was giving you a little bit of it, but we're definitely more diverse in terms of urban, rural, suburban uh, than we were last year in the U.S. And that, to have uh, U.S. faces with kids uh, from 47 different countries is going to be pretty amazing. Um, I, I think having seen the uh, applications from those international fellows, they're going to bring a very unique special, uh, very unique perspective to, to the fellowship that we didn't have last year. Um, so 
well, happy to talk about the mechanics of the fellowship, but the most exciting thing is definitely uh, the cohort themselves. Cool. Ho hopefully, Nick, maybe you have a new mic uh, for fellowship number two, because uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're cracking up a little bit. Um, but I don't know if you want to if you want to play around with the your, your pods or whatnot. But yeah, I'll, I'll uh, turn them on and off. See what happens. Yeah, we might actually want to ship you something. Well, moving right along from Nick's mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's more than we've doubled it this year. So how what is it going to be like now that we have so many more fellows? Are we still going to do like little groups and juntos of the same size? Or are those going to be expanded? Or are we going to have more? Go ahead, Gary. I mean, because it seems like forever ago, you and I used to fight in this office uh, over, over that very question. So yeah, how does that look year two? Yeah, so, so Juntos are, are a thing again this year. Um, the actual structure of it is new and improved from tons of iteration over the, over the course of 2020. Um, some of the kids quite frankly liked our first try at Juntos. Uh, others um, rightfully saw opportunity for it to be better. And so we're really excited about rolling out the new model, which is all about like a lot more meaningful kind of spontaneous conversation over like share your homework, which is a lot of what was done uh, last year. Um, in terms of Junto size, they're going to be about the same size around like, you know, around 10 kids per Junto. Um, what's a little bit different is that the guides that we're, uh, our guides are, a lot of them are going to have two Juntos. And so that's also an experiment. We'll see how that goes. But um, our guides loved our kids so much last year. They were just like, you know, I want to be able to support as many more as we can. And if this goes well, maybe we even have some that do three next year um, or, or in the fall. I got to say, the class of 2020 fellows were great. I'm speaking from experience, of course. <laughs> I'm sure they loved us. No doubt. Speaking of which, it's been a whole year since the first fellowship, which is really crazy especially for me, because I like got involved in all this a year ago. And I just had the realization like, whoa, it's been a year. I've been a part of CU for a year. This is wild. Um, and Gary, you mentioned we learned a lot from last year's fellowship. So what are some lessons we learned and that you incorporated or you, you know, took away some different outcomes? Maybe you say it mm -hmm. said like with the Juntos, hey, something might need to change here. What did you learn from last year? Yeah, so I'll talk about Remo and, and the others can talk about <laughs> other things. Um, I was very, uh, I guess, a little bit naive and uh, it would, the, the, the intention was good, uh, being tech forward and trying to try out some kind of experimental community technologies. Um, instead of using like Zoom, like I suggested that we use this platform called Remo. Just pretty cool. It was like you know you can move around like your character in around in a in a two D space. Uh, ultimately, uh, equity is uh, uh, inclusiveness is a lot more important than having like a flashy little game like video chat space. Um, I'm sure Remo has gotten a lot more reliable and stuff uh, in the past year, but um, I guess just. Um, no one really had the experience of creating a digital first programming community in the way that we were trying to do it. And, um, especially not before COVID. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that, that's been one of the, 
the the biggest things that you point out, right? Like we 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 don't know what we're doing, still don't know what we're doing, um, but you know um, we found ourselves pre-pandemic, right? Of tech technology is in, inevitable, um, and it could be used for the light or the dark, and we embraced it for the light, right? So it was like let's let's community build with this way. Um, but we, yeah, I, I think the cool thing with you know, Lena, with with you all and this year two fellowship pushing us a lot of external organizations and people look at us and like you guys like moved off of things that were working and it's like yeah but they weren't working well enough right like they, we were not never satisfied in, in that sense and you know even with different platforms it's rarely us right like the cu team saying oh this isn't working it's like hey no the fellows are saying that there's another thing or we should do it another way i mean case in point this this podcast i mean you're the one who who rethought this and <laughs> here we are so it's pretty cool Gary's laughing because he knows it was a collaborative effort. <laughs> he wants the credit. He wants the credit. No. No. Oh, no. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding, no. Gary. I'm no. kidding. No, no. <laughs> that means you got him. But yeah, I definitely. What else is different? Or sorry. We, we, it was no, sorry. go ahead. What else is different? Nick, what, what else is different? Well, now we can't hear Nick. Uh, check your settings on Zencaster. Sure, I'm sure it was brilliant, Nick. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Gary, maybe maybe we could as he's, uh, as he's trying yeah. to pile on. Go ahead. Yeah, try to try to reconnect uh, with your with your potato headset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, now you're now you're just archiving how we treat each other. This is <laughs> it's all oh, Tanasi, I I was telling them about the process of editing the first episode with Gary and Nick. Yeah. And I was like, it was great, except for Gary kept going back and like retracting his statements and doing it again. And he was like, Can you please send me an edited copy of just every time of Gary saying, Wait, let me try that again. Let me do that again. Wait, can we just cut? <laughs> Oh, so that's in the works. So I'll make sure to publish that once that's done. Got to do it live. So I won't do it justice like Nick could, right? But there's, and, and we may have already touched upon it, but, you know, the, there'll be, um, you know, I, I believe every single kickoff will be um, co-facilitated in some different way. Um, there, there will be founding fellows as co-facilitators, which is, uh, we love uh, in that sense, right? And no, I don't know if it's different, but just leaning into it a little bit more, right? Is just the kind of the, 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 immediate uh community interaction um to, to, to continuously ensure that we're not reading off slides or or you know te teaching a lesson right it's putting things out as you experienced and and really going through that lesson together so re really more intentionality uh, around that but yeah I, I i believe we had you know three to four maybe different actors in in kickoff year one uh, i believe well i know we, we have a lot more um uh different folks playing that role in year two that's exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. And, you know, what, what will look different as well is is uh, a little bit more upfront, right? That we we hadn't we didn't really come to the conclusion that we were going to be investing in youth led projects uh, until about you know halfway through this fellowship. We knew we knew we were thinking about it. Right. But we didn't understand if we were going to be in the position to or um, if the fellows would want us to. Um, so what will be different is kind of keeping an eye on things that organically start to happen throughout the fellowship around youth-led projects and local projects that don't have the time to wait um, to, to be supported and invested in. So 
I think that'll be a cool different kind of mindset to, to pay attention to. Definitely shifting the perspective moving forward, because now we know that post fellowship, they'll be entering the civics 2030 community where it is very focused on youth led projects and also supporting people um, within their own endeavors to that, to do that kind of stuff. So that's exciting. It's cool. I like that. Hopefully Nick, Nick is back online. <laughs> Go to the corner and it has a little like settings button and then you can like click on which microphone normally. Or just go off your pods. Or I can kick him and he can re-enter. <laughs> well, I think I think that might, might be necessary. Okay, Nick, I'm yeah. gonna kick you, ready? Without context, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I kicked Nick. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I'm going to resend an invite link and hopefully it'll work. We'll see if I have the willpower to cut this all out or if there's just going to be about a no, minute of us. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we need to cut these things out. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's great. It's honest. Everyone has had mic problems. Everyone has had camera issues. It's just a life we live nowadays. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> now, Nick, big question is, did you hear what we were saying? Can we just start over from the top? All right. Hooray! Okay. <laughs> anyway, Nick, we were just talking about lessons that we learned from the 2020 fellowship and how we're taking those into the new fellowship. If you want yeah. to elaborate on any of that. Yeah. Uh, Nick, just before you do go, if you, if you didn't hear me, I was just talking about that there'll be founding fellows doing some of the kickoffs, um, that there'll be kind of more of like a round robin who's co-facilitating with you in more interactive, like, leading with more interactivity, um, which is kind of like the magic of your one, but that's, that's as deep as I went. So great. Yeah. So I'm glad Josh mentioned that, um, fellows from last year are going to be helping out on the kickoffs because they've also been helping to refine the lessons. Um, Gary and I have been doing week weekly syncs with, uh, three of last year's fellows shout out to, uh, nor Mariam and Madison for the work that they've been doing to, um, help refine the curriculum. Um, even small things like uh, the slides are going to look different. Really excited uh, to have um, <laughs> new slides that are a little bit more engaging. And that wouldn't have came about if we weren't building that with the fellows. So um, to me, that's been the biggest change is because we didn't have that last time. We didn't have we didn't have a fellowship cohort to um, to be working with to to build it. And it was kind of a, a lonely experience last time. But now it's great to have them on board. <laughs> So do you think that these new kickoffs are going to be more reminiscent of our new unplugged conversation formats where it's a bit more interactive? Definitely. Definitely. I think you're going to see more interactivity. Um, and I, that's going to translate into the Juntos too. I think Gary was, was touching on it, but the Juntos are, are, are more open-ended, more free flowing, um, and are not going to be as dependent on like one person at a time reciting what they've done in their leadership blueprint. I think it's going to be a lot more engaging for everyone. I'm so excited. That's such, that's something that CU is so based on is like having conversations and, and getting deep and talking about things. And I'm excited that the 2021 fellowship will get to experience that uh, so early and so quickly. And I'm just, I'm very excited for them. Kind of jealous, but also grateful that I was a fellow last year. <sighs> Anything else that's going on in the CU community that we should know about and that we yeah. should talk about? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've been working a lot with um, uh, the, 
the launch of Rise, right, which was which was architected by the Rhodes Trust, the Rhodes Scholarship, and and Schmidt Futures, Eric Schmidt, um, and you know we, I don't know it's it's really cool, right? That I've I've always had this saying that you know if you're not at the table, you're on the table, and it's it's really cool to be at the table. Like we've we've influenced and and helped build this everything from messaging to some of their early application choices, question choices, their graphics, their design. Um, and we just we just um, got confirmed this morning uh, that so we are a partner, right? And a, a node of this network that uh, the the Rise application is actually um, the largest uh, scholarship uh, program in the world. Um, so they're going to be investing uh, up to five hundred thousand dollars into this generation individuals, right? So half a million to individuals um, to to go on their their lifetime civic journey, uh, which is which is pretty cool. So to look back at like last summer when we were kind of tinkering with this idea to see it full fledged. And we found out Gary and I were on a meeting this morning. They're, they're, you know, eclipsing 20,000 plus already applicants uh, into that or, or, you know, kids that are interested. Um, and, and also it's been neat to see them expand just beyond that 100. I know there's another layer of, you know, another hundred that are going to be getting, you know, $1,000 uh, of, of infusion of capital you know, for having the courage to fill out the application and put themselves out there. And then there'll be, be more and more layers and it's been it's been great to for the cu community to influence that another cool partnership uh we're working on is with a large university to help us with some research elements uh, from this year's fellowship and a part of that is because um we know all this amazing work that the fellows are doing and we want to be able to you know show it to the world um, and, and have uh, some evidence of that. We had uh, last year uh, survey results and data that we used, which is um, great and valid. Uh, but to have um, a university behind it is um, going to be really helpful. And so we're excited. Hopefully in the next month or so, we'll be able to announce uh, that partnership. That's so exciting. Um, I can touch on a couple things I've been having in the community that have been really exciting for me to see. Uh, and others to participate in. So uh, Chabu and Madison, they launched this kind of internal blogosphere that they named, they aptly named the platform. Uh, and there's been just amazing, uh, vulnerable, insightful pieces that uh, fellows have written for themselves and for each other. It's not, it's not these are not published uh, anywhere else except in our community. And uh, that's really what makes the difference. Um, that there's a space for people to do honest reflection that isn't performative. Um, that's not to say that uh, and that we, we that some of the posts won't be published. Um, some of our board ha has been reading some of the posts and uh, they've been really blown away, just like the Civics Unplugged team has been. Um, but uh, I mean, it's, just, it's it's a good thing that, that we're getting extra demands for for the kind of wisdom from our. Uh, fellows, because we can do so much with that. Uh, and on that note uh, of the, the wisdom of the fellows, uh, we, we recently launched a, a dialogue series uh, called the, the Trek, right? The idea is that, you know, we're trekking towards uh, the future of democracy, uh, kind of step-by-step, conversation-by-conversation. Um, and recently, we've started to invite um, intergenerational members of our community so every time there's like six to eight members of a community, uh, often you know three or four generations represented at a time, uh, and it's been pretty amazing. The last one, one of the last ones, was on tech and democracy 
and a previous one was on um, the beloved community. As someone who's participated both in the platform and the trek, I can definitely attest that both of them are really awesome. I really enjoyed having the platform, not only as a, a space for reflection and honest feedback, but also as a place to read everyone else's reflection. Because I have not met many, if any, of them in person. Uh, and you just feel you know them. Except for Dariel. Like, <laughs> shout out to Dariel. Uh, <laughs> we met in person once. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I don't intimately know these people because I've never met them. But having like reading their reflections, it's like seeing a part of them um, that you don't really get to see. And it's really vulnerable and, and beautiful. And I really enjoy reading everyone's posts. Uh, also, we have a couple, like you said earlier, Gary, um, a couple self-made Juntos because the 2020 fellows really, really liked how the Juntos worked and they really liked having that community um, of support and reflection. So do you want to talk a little bit about that too? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have a few Juntos that um, kind of newly formed since the launch of the, since the, since the, the 2021 fellowship ended. Uh, one of them is named uh, Cool Cats. Uh, there's others like named like Full House, right? There's, there's a lot of fun, fun creative names um, that were chosen. Um, really like, like those Juntos were the incubator for figuring out what we want the 2021 fellowship Juntos to look like. And what we found was um, by virtue of, of the kind of kids that kind of opted in or were selected for the fellowship, um, you know, we don't really need to do much to push them to talk about uh, the future of democracy and the future of the world. And so when you just have as limited structure as possible, really, where it's just like, uh, talk about whatever feels meaningful, then make an optional commitment to, to be held accountable to uh, by the next time you meet, that's, that's really all it is, basically. Um, and it's, it's amazing how helpful it has been for a lot of the members of these Juntos. Um, and, and so many great ideas have come naturally from the conversations uh, in those meetings. And I'm, I'm just laughing just because uh, I love our culture for many reasons, but the, the way that y'all and, and we uh, title our, our meetings, the amount of times I'm like screen sharing with external people uh, cool cats comes to mind in full house and they will, they're like i'm like i'm sorry like what what meeting do you have to go to like well, first of all, i wasn't invited to this one it just up on, on my reminders but it's it, it's it definitely uh gets some interest from folks so i'm always like i'm always in awe and it's been a year but i'm still in awe of just the emotional intelligence and like this so like everyone's tendency for self-reflection and they're just also amazingly and uniquely smart and kind and insightful and I just enjoy their presence so much and like this is exactly the kind of conversations that they would have in their Juntos and it's just really it's a great culture like you were saying I love the little community and culture that we have in CU and I feel like those Juntos are a great representation of what CU is at its very core which is a safe place to talk about how we can make our world a better place. Um, Very well said. I guess that's a perfect summation right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I guess on that note, I, I don't think I can miss that ending. Like that was just too good. <laughs> I guess that about wraps up our very first dispatch. Thank you all for coming and chatting with me today. This has been great. Thanks, Alina. Thank you. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks for taking the lead on this. Awesome. So if anyone listening wants to find more uh, information about Civics Unplugged, you can go to our website at civicsunplugged.org. Follow us at Civics Unplugged on all of the socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. Gary is very active on LinkedIn. Follow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gary on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> if you want to listen, <laughs> every day it pops up on my LinkedIn notifications. Gary Chang is posted. Like, okay, gotta go like it. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you basically clicked my notification bell every post. (laughs) Every post. (laughs) But if you want to listen to more of our episodes, uh, search up Mission Control wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for hanging out with us today. So this is Elena signing off on the first dispatch.